and also just don't waste anything, including our planet. So don't waste money, be financially viable, and don't waste the planet, which I guess is what my three social things are about. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hello, welcome back. This is Christine. I'm your host of the Startup Student Podcast. I'm super excited <laughs> to kick off a new series, which is called Protecting Your Legacy as a Social Entrepreneur. And this time I'm joined by the lovely Karen Lee Anderson. Hello, welcome, Karen. Hi, Christine. Thank you for having me. Oh, so excited. This is um, really a topic I'm I had not on my schedule um, to actually talk about, but then I've met you and I was like, yeah, this is super important. Uh, let's uh, put that in. And it's also super um, interesting for me, actually, to learn about these things. And there's a lot of times, I think, things that um, companies don't think about that much. And also social entrepreneurs don't think uh, right from the beginning. But it's a very important topic. So thank you very much for suggesting it and for being my guest for four full episodes. So as usual, everyone. This is the first episode where we're going to introduce Karen to you and we're going to talk about building businesses to change the world in general. So Karen, over to you. Can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Thanks, Christine. So I'm a social entrepreneur, um, which means I like to use business to change the world. Um, and there's sort of three areas where I find social entrepreneurs work. The first is within organizations where you start new things and you kind of kick off programs and, and probably attracted more to change management. Also, starting businesses is an obvious place where social entrepreneurs work. And finally, working like Christine and I do, which is to help other people and empower other people to create businesses to change the world. And I've done all three of these things. But for the last 25 years, I've focused on supporting and empowering others to build businesses. And since 2002, I'm really focused on working with people to create businesses to change the world. And I guess when I talk about this, it sounds like it's all about business. And, and so what, what's the change in the world bit and what's the social bit in the social entrepreneur? Mm. Um, and I think it's useful to understand that everybody's idea of what's social and what's good for the world is different. It's very subjective. Yeah. So it's important for you to know your thing. And also for you to get your stakeholders on site. So the people who matter to you have to understand your thing. And for me, my thing is, social justice and equality, economic empowerment and sustainability. But let's just put that uh, in, in simple language. Yes. I think it's important in business to play fair and be nice. And, and, and that means being inclusive and, and appropriate for other people to be part of your business. And there's a whole raft of people doing business to do that. I also think the aspect of sharing what we have and resources is so important. Um, and also just don't waste anything, including our planet. So don't waste money, be financially viable, and don't waste the planet, which I guess is what my three social things are about. Yeah, and also don't waste any time. 
Yeah, <laughs> time not to do things. Uh, don't because if, if you're wasting time, resources, money, like you said. Um, so we're talking about sustainability here in in a in a, an impact in a in a bigger, wider sense in this moment, not just for the environment, but of course also for this, but for the community, for your own business, for your own health and well-being. This yes. is, is really important. If you if you live wastefully in any area of your personal or business life it will it will come back and bite you <laughs> in the end <laughs> i think because uh, in the end um, you you don't have much left that means money energy um resources whatever it is so thank you yeah for cleaning that up and um, i like that you say it really means different things for different people and that's really important to understand that this is also okay um, there are official definitions for certain things, um, but every entrepreneur, social entrepreneur in this case, needs to think about what's really important to them and important for the business, of course. So we're talking about um, people and businesses in this uh, case. Um, and how does this affect in a positive way your environment? And that's not just the the nature and the planet, but maybe the community you live in, your employees, and uh, as I said, don't forget about yourself, <laughs> health yes. and well-being for yourself, because uh, as everyone says, and I know it's exactly right, and um, if someone is a very giving person, which a lot of social or most social entrepreneurs are, and also other entrepreneurs, but social entrepreneurs, you, you do this because you want to change something, you want to have a great impact, but that means you give, 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 and sometimes forget to, to take as well and to take care of yourself. And you can't help others if you don't look after yourself first. Um, this is just something I really want to emphasize here as well. Okay. But let's, um, let's talk a bit more about that. So what uh, in, your, in your case, uh, maybe for, for yourself, and maybe some examples um, of other businesses that you've worked with, that you came across, was important to them um, what does it mean to them to have an impact uh, what does it mean to them to look after the planet the community and themselves so i think um, for me when i first got involved with social enterprises and businesses to change the world the big aha moment was around people creating businesses to create jobs who other people wouldn't employ and I, I was a surprise because I come from South Africa where you either have a job or you die. You know, there's like no in between. And in, in, in the UK, it's like, well, there's a whole lot of people who get excused from work and then they get on benefits. And, and that sounds like it's easy. Um, but actually, there's a whole knock on effect of not having a job. You don't have interaction in society. You don't have definition. You don't have control over your life if you don't have your own job. And suddenly, I discovered there's a whole lot of organizations that run businesses to employ people that no one else wants to employ. And that sounds mm -hmm. like hard work, and it is. Um, but it's also just... Um, amazing because they're people who other people will say well that person shouldn't have a job so one of the things when I talk about playing fair and being nice and social justice I hate it when people talk about them and um, my first experience of a social enterprise is a cooperative that employs 25% of the people are people who have learning difficulties or mental health problems and they're just employed as regular employees 
and we've had social workers come into this organization and kind of snidely say we wouldn't expect them to be able to work a full-time job yeah. and it's just horrid to me <laughs> yeah. because these people are just as great and as just as important in employment you know the 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 particular people that, that these social workers highlighted were people who did their jobs really, really well. And actually, when they went on holiday, the whole team was like, where's Jeff because he's so good at that? And where's Anika because she's so good at that? Not, um, oh, what a relief they've gone because we were carrying them. Um, so yeah, mm. th that, that's one example. Yeah, I think um, you're absolutely right. I mean, everyone, everyone <laughs> has their <laughs> limits. So that's one thing you can't uh, just think, uh, and everyone has their strengths and everyone has their things that they maybe not so good at. So people should always develop their strength and work with that. And you, if you have a, a teammate, if you have a co-founder, if you have employees, you of course should always uh, encourage and uh, see what their strengths are and uh, make sure they can work with their strengths. And <laughs> you're well aware of that in, in general as well, um, because I know you, you're working with strengths profiles and stuff. Um, and, but so, and everyone has their limits. So no matter if uh, it's, uh, I don't know, uh, disabled people or uh, challenged people or people that haven't worked yet, I mean, yes. where does it start? Yeah, it doesn't have to be a disability. It has can be you're just fresh out of uh, university or school yep. and have never worked. Um, <laughs> so of course there are things that you need to learn, but this is in every job, and no one is perfect. And I put that in air quotes because what does perfect mean in in their work? No one knows everything. No matter if you're new or if you're longer in the job, of course you know more things and have more experience the longer you work because you just came across more situations, more challenges that you had to solve. However, everyone has their limits and everyone is good at something. And then you just said, um, if someone doesn't want to or really can't for specific reasons work um, for a longer period of time, then um, that's probably up um, for a discussion in an open dialogue, but not to assume um, to just assume, okay, this person has a problem. So, and again, problem in air quotes. Um, so it can't. This person can't work full time. We wouldn't. We wouldn't expect. We wouldn't uh, want to, or whatever. Like you said, um, mm. these assumptions need to be probably opened up in a in a dialogue because maybe someone has uh, a bad back and can't sit all day, and it's a job where you have to sit all day, or you're a gardener and you have to really uh, crunch down a lot and you can't because of your knee problem. Yeah, these are also all things uh, that come there, but I think we need to just find an open dialogue to be honest and transparent about it and then find what works for both sides, but not just assume uh, someone can't do something and then be surprised, like you said, oh, <laughs> uh, this person is so good at it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's like one that's really close to my heart. And I started only working with organizations that did this employability is the word they use. But for me, it's more on creating real jobs for people. But then I discovered that there's so many different organizations that are creating businesses to change the world. And it, it, it made me happy that even though someone might be focusing on an environmental change, I realized that because they're open 
to being disruptive, doing things differently, um, they would employ people that other people don't want to employ anyway. So I find most entrepreneurs, whatever area of focus they're coming at from a social point of view or an impact point of view, they will be inclusive and they will create jobs because that's to me having a job is the basis of social justice and equality and empowerment I always think that's important mm. so for example I work with an organization that's a it's a, a lettings agency so they manage properties for other people who own the properties so people can rent them and I know all countries have different lettings and um rules and requirements and tenants of different um, protections in different countries but in Scotland where this organization is based um, the law is quite protective of tenants but what happens is they put on 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 adverts that if you are on benefits or low income don't apply they literally will not even look at your application so Homes for Good in Glasgow is a normal lettings agency but they go out of their way to include people who are on low incomes. And they also help landlords because what we found is everyone says, oh, does that work by you making the landlords take less? It's no, they're landlords who own properties in areas where people on high incomes don't wanna live and people on low incomes will be great tenants. And so we talk to those people and say, you know, by saying you don't want anyone on low income or benefits to access your property, you're just losing because we know that the average person who isn't on low income is going to want to live somewhere else. So the area you're in is a high proportion of people on low incomes. And we know because we look after our tenants that they stay for years. Um, and so it's working with the landlords to be realistic but also um, working with tenants to say, can you realistically pay this? Um, and, and that organization gives people a chance. So as you were saying, um, being inclusive in employment is often people who've never had a job before. And I often find social businesses employ people and sometimes they move on because they've never had a job and then they get a job and they get experience and then someone headhunts them and steals them. Exactly. So this is, like you say, it's about giving a chance um, and there's always, but this is also, again, with all kinds of uh, people, not just people that are unemployed or um, that haven't worked before or whatever it is. Um, if you give them a chance and offer them uh, proper introductions, proper training, because, yeah. of course, anyone who starts a new job needs training, uh, no matter if they worked before or not, no matter if they even did the same or similar job before every company works in a different way has different values and and has probably different processes so everyone needs proper training so i think also um people should not forget that if it didn't work out with an employer employee look into okay what can you do as an employer um to um, make it a better work environment and to improve that person uh, and then yes. you can still review it but that's again with everyone and this is why for me it's sometimes a bit strange to to talk about different kind of people but unfortunately we we have to uh, because it's still a topic and being all inclusive means being all inclusive and uh, for me i don't know my mind is pulled so that 
they're all the same <laughs> anyway. Yes. Uh, so I, I have sometimes with difficulties expressing, okay, these other people, because it's not other people and whoever that is. Um, there's no normal, there's no nothing, but yeah, um, unfortunately it's still uh, a thing. And uh, what you said that uh, even in a job advertisement, it says, okay, if, you, if you're on job benefits or something, you don't have to apply. And that's horrible. It's horrible as well because uh, I think uh, that person it was probably not even that person's fault. Maybe the company went bankrupt, or maybe yeah. there was COVID and they had to yeah. and do a shutdown or anything like that. Um, and sometimes maybe the person just wanted to take time off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I how many how many times did it, I take time out? And I also put that in my LinkedIn profile actually. Oh, I went a, a month to Hawaii because I wanted to improve my language skills and open my horizon. How great is that? And that's uh, a positive thing, I think, uh, instead of trying to hiding things, oh, I didn't work for one month here or one month there. You can, if you use the time wisely or just had to recharge your batteries, that's completely okay. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. Or you have caring responsibilities as well. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's lots of reasons just from an employment point of view that it, the businesses that are supportive or helpful. Um, but but I also think if we're talking about businesses that change the world, um, when we were talking about waste and time and focus, and even here when we're talking about employing people fairly, so a cost for all businesses is, of course, induction and training and recruitment and looking after people. Um, but if you particularly want to help more people into work than a normal business, and I agree with you, Christine, I, I, I use air quotes on normal because like you, I'm like, we're all people, we're all on the planet, we're all the same. Um, then you have to invest a little bit more in that. And so when I'm talking to people about creating a business to change the world, I think it's really important to know what your social changes and what your thing is and to be really, really clear on that. And part of that is if you volunteer at a charity or you um, spend your weekends helping, I don't know, at a, a local soccer club or something, um, that's you can afford to be a little lighter in your focus. But if you are creating a business to change the world, you need to be really, really clear what the purpose is because you can only really do a few things well, like you were saying around waste. Um, and I'll give an example. So I was at a workshop that was all around building business models to change the world. And um, we had an organization that focused on helping older people stay in their homes longer because they've found that if someone's in um, a space that they know well and they're um, comfortable and safe then they stay well they don't fall over they're happier and and they they're just able to be part of the community for longer um, which obviously helps everybody including that individual but it reduces costs on the healthcare system and so this organization was saying we're going to provide house around the home and garden so things like a piece of carpet comes up and someone just nails it down changing light bulbs maybe doing a bit of shopping maybe making sure that the path is flat cutting some grass so nothing requiring huge skills but obviously as an organization managing this process and engaging with the older person is a whole thing and how do you fund that and manage it and they got all excited and they went well if we can create this good then why don't we 
take unemployed young people and create a qualification that means that when they finish doing an internship with us, they have this qualification they can go off. And the problem is, then you have two big social changes you're trying to make. You're trying to create a qualification, engage and support young people, and then help them move on to something else. Whereas you already have a big job managing and running an organization that supports older people. And so it was kind of really crystallized for me in the workshop that you could confuse yourself by saying, we just want to do everything and help everybody. Now, obviously we don't want to do harm and we don't want to set up a business that's helping old people and exploiting someone else. That's like not okay. But actually, if you want to make a business to create a change, pick one change, pick the change that's the one that is, is most important to you and focus on doing that. Yeah, I think that's also helping later on with everything. So if you have one focus and one main goal, but there's lots of other good things coming out of that is out of the question. So all, all the other benefits and impacts you will have will probably be met anyway. However, yes. if you focus on, on one thing, first of all, you can communicate it easier in your marketing messages. If you're talking about marketing, uh, it will be easier to tell people what you do and why you're doing things. It will be easier to attract the right people um, that have the same vision. It will be easier to attract uh, the right customers that share that vision and are happy to support what you want to do. You will attract um, funding if you're applying for funding much easier um, as if you're uh, too wishy-washy. Um, and just a lot of positive impacts on your business will happen if you focus on one main impact that your business will have. So yeah, thank you for pointing that out. And again, there's nothing wrong with having more than one maybe that you you will meet but you focus really on one and everything should be geared towards that everything should be communicated like that set up like that and um should uh, feed into that purpose mm -hmm. yes because I, I do think there's always a knock-on effect of good stuff um, but yeah i made a note that marketing you know this clarity is so important and, and um one of the things around business, building businesses to change the world, which shows how, how, how similarly you and I think, Christine, is I, I mean, I'm not saying everything is business in businesses about marketing, whether you are um, getting investment, whether you're getting funding, whether you're getting employees, whether you're just telling someone about what you do, whether someone, how you answer the phone at reception when they come in. Um, giving induction is actually marketing because you've got to communicate and uh, get your employees on site so all of it you're right um comes back to how easy it is to communicate and, and then the next part of that is if you know what you're trying to do then you can figure out how to do it and you can create a proper financial model which figures out what you're going to sell to who to make money and impact because i think often we i've seen so many bad financial models um, and, and I think there's sort of three ways people have seen bad financial models. The first one is a classic MBA financial model I've seen where they say, well, we're going to sell this thing to people who have mobile phones and so many million or billion people in the world have mobile phones. And if we get 1% of the market, you know, we'll be sorted. Um, and they don't, that's, you can't base a financial model on that assumption. 
you have to know how you're going to do it. And clearly marketing and clarity comes into that. So and the second financial model problem I've seen is, um, and, and, I, and it breaks my heart when I see this, um, and I'm just working with an organization now that I've had to say, if you don't fix this problem, you're going to fail. You're actually going to have to close because they've said, these are all our costs and our costs add up to two and a half thousand pounds a month. And so we need to sell more than two and a half thousand pounds a month. And, and so we're just going to put into the model that we're going to sell X number of things because then we'll bring in three thousand pounds a month. And they build the entire business model, assuming that they're going to sell enough to cover their costs. And, and whilst that sounds like obviously you have to sell more you have to bring in more money than your costs, but you actually have to figure out how to bring in the money before you can figure out how to spend it. And then the final one that's really key to social businesses, when people kind of build their financial model the wrong way, is if you say, I'm going to do this, it's going to make the world better. Very few people are going to tell you that's a bad idea. And so when you talk to people, they say, oh, of course I'd buy that. When I worked at the Dutch Business School at Cambridge University, we did a little assessment where we'd say to people, so who thinks fair trade is a good idea? And like a whole class put their hand up. And then we say, well, how many of you buy fair trade products? And then like lots of hands go down. And mm -hmm. that's the problem. <laughs> and I also know um, that uh, you need to be aware of false compliments. Yeah. Yes. so like yes. yes one is yes they really believe yeah I, I think it's a good idea um on the other hand maybe depending on who you ask they don't want to um, either continue a conversation with you <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and and just say yeah it's a good idea and then try to to uh, not continue they like you too much and don't want to hurt you or um they they don't know enough about what you want to do and just say well sounds like a good idea um yes so be aware of these false compliments especially from friends and family who a lot of times don't want to hurt you um to um see uh what's the real compliment and not which goes into researching and uh, asking a lot of people and do surveys and also testing so exactly what you said yeah, and also, I mean, the, the best test and proof of a financial model is that someone pays you for it. You know, um, just being able to say, this is what I can do, pay me for it. And what I find is social entrepreneurs are often so busy trying to do the good part that they um, you know, wear themselves out, as you were saying, Christine, they're just kind of um, constantly giving. I find it really hard to charge for people, charge people for something. Um, and so the sooner you practice charging people for what you do and say, what I do has value, so please pay me for it, um, the, the sooner you get over that problem of going, oh, well, I just want to be nice. Um, everybody has to live. So, I mean, everybody knows that you can't live on fresh air. And so if you build a business saying, this is what I do and it has value and it creates this change in the world, but actually please pay me the value. The sooner you get people, get practice yourself selling and getting people to buy things, the better. And it also, your best test is if someone comes back and buys the second time. Because whilst people are really, really nice and don't want to, the, the compliments and they, and they don't want to say it doesn't sound like a good idea, they also sometimes will buy from you once 
there's this very um, sort of sad thing that they say in the UK, which is called "ah bless," which means "oh, I feel sorry for you, so mm. I'll just do it." Mm. <laughs> you only ever get one "ah bless" or one pity sale. Yeah, and I'm your mum, so I'm going to buy it anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that <laughs> is, uh, yeah, exactly. So, um. I, I really like that you say, okay, the testers, do they buy twice from you? I mean, it yes. all depends um, on, on what you're selling, of course, because maybe you say, oh, I just have a, a product that sells once. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, then that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, uh, thank you, yeah, for sharing that. Any other final thoughts on this episode before we wrap it up that uh, we haven't mentioned yet? I think that, you know, we talked about marketing, but I also think, lots of people are uncomfortable calling themselves a salesperson. And so I often say to people who are creating businesses to change the world, it's not about you saying, buy from me, buy from me, and getting in their face and, and, and making everyone feel uncomfortable, including yourself. It's about you making it easy for the people who need your products to find them and making it easy for them to get access to them, to buy them and, and have them. Um, and people want to. Yeah, that's one really important point. You have to actually make it easy for people to get actually what you're selling, uh, which is a lot of times another problem that we could probably talk about in another whole episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I, I enjoyed this episode. I'm looking really forward to the second one. Um, it will be coming out next week as usual, and it will be about locking in the legacy where we talk about what uh, tools you have for protecting the loss of your impact. And we look a bit more into the whole non-negotiables and um, government and operational tools that you can actually use for that. So that um, leaves me just to thank you so much for your time, Karen. I'm really, really looking forward to recording the next episode with you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye for now. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.